You're listening to That's My Story Period, a compilation of hilarious stories by people who happen to get their period. Hosted by me, Steph Garcia. Hi, my name is Emily Fightmaster, and I got my period when I was 14. And it did not hurt me for two years. And so I'm I'm going to tell you like three little vignettes that kind of paint the picture of my period. When I got my period when I was 14, it didn't matter at all. And then when I was 16, I was out to breakfast with my girlfriend at the time. And I started having these pains in my stomach and I thought I was dying. I was like absolutely positive. I was dying. And so we, we had just ordered coffee and we'd ordered our food. And I was like, Rachel, we have to go. And so we get up and we leave the restaurant and I'm like in a frenzy. I'm being like, I, you know, in hindsight, not that dramatic, but at the time I felt very dramatic and she paid and I ran out to the car and I sat in the car and I was supposed to drive and I could not drive. And I called my mom and it's like, we have to go to the hospital. And my mother is uh, very anti-hospitals because of money. And so we did not go to the hospital. Instead, I went home and I put hot packs on and I died for a day. And then the next day I was fine. And I chucked it up to gas. Um, And the next time I got my period, the exact same thing happened. And I just assumed that was what periods were like and were going to be like forever. The next little vignette. After this had been happening for a while, I just started to really kind of full-blown panic whenever I got my period. And so my mother had taken Rachel and I down to the Bahamas for her friend's wedding. And we were doing all of the things that you do in the Bahamas. We were going to go swim with sharks. So we get on this boat, and I'm in this, like, little white bikini. And the, the, you know, the... The men are all being like, the sharks are crazy today. They really, they're really getting worked up. And I was like, well, I'm, I mean, this is already terrifying, but I can't imagine what it looks like when the sharks are worked up. And then my mom goes, oh, Emily. And I had felt bad all day, but once again was like, maybe it's food. And I looked down and I was just like bleeding profusely through my legs and because periods had started to become such a thing that I panicked about, I st- and everyone's lying down on this boat. Everyone's like lying down on the boat, just like getting warm and sun before we go into the water. And I just started to walk over people and dripped blood all over their legs and then spent the entire time in the bathroom of this little boat just, you know, hurling and shitting and trying to clean up blood out of a white bikini. Third vignette. Now I'm an adult, and I find periods even more humiliating because uh, as a butch woman, they are just so humbling and a constant reminder of your gender dysphoria. And I was in D.C., and I was with my girlfriend, um, and we were we had flown to D.C. under the premise of, like, under the guise of seeing a friend, and our friend, our, both of our friends were in a shows at the Kennedy Center. So they were going to room in one room and they were going to give us their hotel room. And then when we got there, she had had a change of heart. And we, I was going to sleep on the sofa and my girlfriend was going to sleep in the bed and my friend was going to sleep in the bed, which infuriated me because that was not what we were promised. But then I got my period. And so we were out on the town and we're like walking around DC and we're trying to have a nice time. And I just know that it's coming. And I looked at everyone and I was like, ladies, I have cramps. Like, I'm going to head home. I'm going to go back to the hotel. And, you know, of course, they always, they offer you Midol, which, I mean, I'd rather eat chalk. Um, so they offered me this mite all and I'm like, God, no, thank you so much, but I'm going to head home. And they would not let me go home. So they keep asking me to hang out. They keep asking me to hang out. And finally I get to this restaurant and I put my head down and my friend who's rescinded the bed and kind of changed the way the trip is going to look goes, you know, if you feel so sick, maybe you should go home. (laughs) So I did, I went back to the hotel room and my girlfriend 
was like, I'm going to come with you. And I was like, please don't. It's going to be a nightmare. And she came anyway. And I immediately like projectile vomited in the bathroom and got diarrhea in this hotel room that we're sharing. That is our friend's home for the next two months. And I was just crying out because it was like so painful. And my girlfriend had never been there for it. She had never seen it. So she's like, what do we do? What do we do? And I'm like, dude, either calm down or leave. And then, and I didn't tell my girlfriend that this was my plan. I got in my friend's bed and I just free bled. Because I knew that if I bled in the bed, she would sleep in her friend's bed. And she did. And I suffered in peace. Thank you. And that's my story, period. (laughs) Thank you, Emily. Uh, Those were um, all really fantastic and all really different. Um, Although, I mean, all, you know, encompassing your experience. So your, your periods are still with all of that kind of like vomiting and diarrhea and all that stuff. I think that's actually what makes me nervous is because Mm -hmm. they aren't, they aren't consistent at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. And their, their timing isn't consistent. So it, it, you know, my, my last period was just spotting and it was one day and I cried a bunch, but there was no pain. It was not a problem. And two periods before that, I threw up on my own lap. So it's always, it's just become this source of constant anxiety of not knowing, like, how strong it's going to be. Will I be able to go to work? Like, will I be able to go out in public? Like, once I start bleeding, will I have, like, you know, it's all that kind of, like, oh, crap. You're living around this little thing. Yeah, yeah. Have you tried to, because my periods were always, um, before birth control, crazy. Like, I got it, like, eight times a year, and I never knew when it was coming. Have you ever tried to track it? And I never did. I never tried to track it. I I tried tracking it for, like, two months, but was so irritated by the whole process. You know, like, the last thing you think to do on your period is write it down. I know. (laughs) You're like, I just want it done. (laughs) I just want it to be over with. But I did do birth control for a little bit, and it Uh it was really helpful. It's funny because, like, you say, like, eight times a year, like, 100%, that is that is where I am. And when I got, was on birth control, when I started to get it every month, it was like, well, that's kind of bullshit, but at least it doesn't <laughs> hurt. Yeah, uh, that was the thing is it stopped hurting. Because I, does. towards the, um, right before I went on birth control, I was throwing up. Not to uh-huh. not projectile vomiting, it was, like, smaller. Yeah. But I was still, like, nauseous and I would throw up. It's just the worst. Yeah, yeah. And it sucks that you don't know like from month to month if it's going to always be that bad or if you're going to get it at all well yeah that too <laughs> um so <clears throat> i know we've talked and so you've been officially diagnosed with endometriosis yes. okay so what was that like like you just went and you were like this is really painful and yeah i described everything to her and i it was it was also so enlightening because she was asking me questions that i hadn't even really considered mm-hmm. like does like if there's contact with your cervix during sex, like, does it hurt? And I thought that was normal. And I had always been, like, kind of judgmental of myself for, like, how much pain I couldn't take when it came to, like, length. It was just like, oh, yeah, how embarrassing that, like, everybody else can stick this through. Like, I don't get it, but... And when she was, like, asking me to describe the pain, I was like, well, it feels like a knife. She was like, Great. That's not what every woman goes through. Not everyone feels like they're being stabbed when they're having sex. And I was like, well, that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, she just asked me a list of questions. And she I, truly, she was so sweet. She was like this, like, tiny little woman with, like, curly hair and big glasses. And she just looked at me, like, with the biggest, like, oh, honey face. <laughs> it's like... How did you not know? But you don't know because you don't know to even ask that question in the right. first place. You, you know, when you first experience sex mm-hmm. or even just your period, you're like, well, I guess this is it. And yes. And you just kind of like, it's so, you know, looking back, you're always like, oh, this is so dumb. I should have asked somebody. I should have said something. But you don't know until you do it. No. And also with like the sex specifically, that one was so shocking to me because I had truly lived like not not like in fear but in this with this like constant anxiety of like you know uh of like what that moment could feel like at 
you know, because it's not like everyone's bumping against your cervix all the time. Right. <laughs> but when it did happen, it was always so shocking. And then, you know, having just like kind of that in the back of your brain and thinking like, wow, sex is just so tricky for women. Yeah. And you do, you're not taught. You're taught, I think, as a girl that sex is very painful. Yeah. And also, in a way, like you're not really taught to advocate for yourself either. No. So you're just like, oh, I'm. I'm here to, like, almost please him until you get yes. to the point where you're ready to say, like, no, no. Yes. I should get my shit, too. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so it's 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 hard in the moment. And, you know, usually when you first start having sex, you're pretty young. So you're, it's hard in the moment to even talk about that stuff mm-hmm. with your partner. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If you... Well, and there's, there's, like, also, like, another level of it, like, being gay is that, like, if you're using, like, a strap-on, like, if you're using a dildo, mm-hmm. those those things aren't soft. You know, there's no give on those things. And, like, like navigating a strap-on can be so, like, hard for a new gay couple. Because, mm-hmm. you know, my last partner was very femme, and she, like, felt very nervous about putting it on. It felt very ridiculous. And then immediately I was like, and there's that knife. And had to really kind of just, like, suck it up because we were in, like, a beginning stage of figuring something out. Yeah. Wow. So you, like, it's it's a layer upon a layer yeah. that you did. Yeah. Did you eventually have a discussion about it? Yeah. I mean, to be, like, super frank, I finally was like, you like this one? Like, we have the option of many different plastic dicks. Uh-huh. So, like, you like this very long purple one? Fantastic. I want that one that's shaped like a Coke can. <laughs> <laughs> And now we're great. <laughs> now switch well, them out. Yeah. I, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm sorry if this is TMI, but, no. like, do, does she get any pleasure on her side with the strap-on? Uh, yeah, there's, there's like, different ways that they – there's different ways that they work. Like, with the straps, some uh-huh. of the way that they are cut is, like, it goes across your hips, and it goes, like, if the, like, if the dildo is right here – then the strap goes, like, kind of underneath. So when you're moving, it's, like, constant pressure on your clit. Got it, yeah, And yeah. there's also strap-on belts that have, like, like, you can attach a vibrator, like, in that part, or you can have, like, penetration yourself. So yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, that makes, okay, that all makes sense. The, we, uh, the lesbians have made a science <laughs> of it. <laughs> well, it's, like, I, I was just, like, wondering, it's, like, you know, because then at that point you want the optimal for both parties. Right. So, yeah. Um are you on birth control now or is No, I and I it's not cuz I didn't like it. It's because I got so frustrated that they make you keep coming back. What do you mean? Like with my specific doctor and I think this happens like it with has happened with other women I know like I don't like going to the fucking doctor. Right. And I was like doing my birth control for 3 months and I go to pick it up and he's like, "Oh yeah, this is when you have to like check back into your doctor to renew your prescription." And it was like, "And then I'm never doing it again. I'm not going to oh, do this wow. every 3 months." Really? Yeah, yeah. That. Uh, well, I had it the last time I was, like, on the pill. My doctor would um, – I didn't have to do that. They would just That's re-up nice. my prescription. Yeah, and my doctor in New York used to give me the free samples. Oh. Yeah, so so I would get, like, you know, she would give me three packs, so I'd have, like, three free months and then go to the prescription. So, yeah, I know. I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but you could see why I wouldn't do that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely not. Um so it's just kind of like you're you're just playing the game of your period waiting yeah. and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've just been playing the game. And you know what? Um, weed has really helped. I've heard that. And CBD oil even without the yeah. THC, yeah. Yeah, ed- edibles have – I can't smoke weed. I get too high and too quiet and too stupid. Um, and I don't really like being high, but when I get my period, it's just so, so – Nice. Yeah, well, because it also helps with um, not just, like, pain and relaxing, but, like, anxiety, which, yes. you know, happens with your period and, like, depression and all that stuff. Like, it just kind of puts you in a mellow mood. Yeah. Um, do you get, like, that, the kind of, like, emotional parts of it, too? Yeah, I am a lunatic. <laughs> I, the, this last period that I had where I only spotted but was, like, very hyper-emotional, um, I had seen a Kanye West tweet. You know, he's having this, like, massive, like, manic depressive breakdown. Mm -hmm. And so all of his tweets, and I'm not, like, a a fan of his by really any means. 
Um, and all of his tweets were, like, misspelled, and they were, like, heroes unite, but, like, and, like, just, like, crazy shit, like, Mm -hmm. I'm an all-star, pay attention or get off the court, like, just crazy shit. And then at one point, he obviously has, like, a lucid moment, and it's, my dad's bipolar, so it just, like, I, like, could see how lucid it was, and the the tweet was just, uh, perhaps today I should have been more like water. And I read it, and, I mean, we're talking full meltdown. Like, I didn't just, like, simply cry. I, like, walked around to different parts of my house and was, like, leaning against windows and just was, like, sobbing. And, of course, like, if I read it right now, I'd be like, oh, that's sad. Yeah. (laughs) But it wouldn't ruin my day. And my roommate came home who I, like, you know, just moved in with, so she's not... We're not, like, super, super close yet. And she came in and I was like, have you seen this movie? Oh, no. And just was like, it's like not hiding it from anybody. <laughs> uh, what does that even mean? <laughs> what is it? Today I wish I was more like water. Perhaps today I should have been more like water. I think he just meant, like, perhaps today I should have been more still, more calm, like, um, more. And it just, like, registered to me as so yeah. sad. <sighs> Uh, I want to go back to that last story really quickly, too. Um, did your... Was your friend pissed that you, like, did that in the bed? Yes. Um, and I didn't care at all. Yeah. I really didn't. It'd be, it's funny. Like, we... It, it was such a frustrating trip because I didn't really have a lot of money at the time. And my girlfriend was living in L.A. I was living in Chicago. And uh, Ryan was living in D.C. And, and Katie was living in D.C. And those are those are four very good friends. Um, and so, you know, get, having the offer of, like, you and your girlfriend will have a hotel room and you're in a long-distance relationship, I understand why you would want, like, your private time. Yeah. Um, and I'll go stay in Katie's room was like, that's so nice. And then getting there and finding out that she was like, had completely reneged was just like, I don't remember what you're talking about. (laughs) Was like, I was, it was so bad. And not only that, but, um, it's then our friend Scott also flew in. And so when I had bled in the bed, um, she wouldn't let she just would not let Sarah and I be alone. And she had Scott come down, even though they stayed out that night to party. She made Scott come down and sleep on the sofa. In your room? In my room, instead of with her and Katie. So it was just infuriating. And then you're like, and so I felt no guilt. (laughs) I got blood everywhere. (laughs) And how did you, so you said that was the first time your girlfriend had experienced that period too. Um, so she, like, later on, I get, did you have another period like that or with her? I mean, or? yeah, but we, since we were long distance. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Ugh. Well. And it's nice. I think you'd rather be alone. Yeah. There's, I, I feel, yes, absolutely. But I feel like there's like, uh, you know, you want a hug. Yes. <laughs> you want someone after to just like hold you. Yes. Um, because like, you know, my, mine was so long ago, but I just remember afterwards just feeling so like helpless. Yeah. You know? And so to have somebody afterwards to just like wrap you in a blanket and hold you. Yes. Nice. And actually, you know, sex can really help. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sex can really help. Um, cause I think it, it feels like it's just like, after you're done with all, like, the vomit and crap, um, sex can be just, like, such a nice way to, like, relax all of those muscles. Yeah. And so, and and get, like, any of that, like, oxytocin from, like, touching and serotonin from, like, being in love. Like, all that kind of crap can be so helpful, I have found, in those moments. And, yeah. So, yeah, there. I guess what I want is the first five hours to myself. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it <laughs> to be wrapped. Like yeah. <laughs> to be a little love burrito. <laughs> yes. Um, when did you get yours? Uh, I got mine at 12. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I had it at 12. And then it started getting really bad around 16. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went on birth control around 21. And, the, like, the thing with me was, like, the birth control was, like, only, you know, promiscuous girls go on birth control right. and I wish I didn't think that because I wish I had gone on it like at 16 or 17 yeah because the high school years I mean I'm sure you had to like miss days and stuff yeah absolutely because it's so painful 
And then on top of it being sick, you're just like, well, I am literally sick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't go to, you don't go to school when you're sick. Um, so, uh, how, like you, so you said, I know your mom with the hospital, how is she like with just periods in general? Like, um, I just, she just does not understand. Um, and we're, yeah, we're from kind of a tough family where, you know, crying about physical pain is, is more of a, that's more of a thing to be ashamed of. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's no like positive response to that. And which is like, then I, I don't feel any way about that now that I'm an adult. That's just how my brain is hardwired. So I think that also makes the endometriosis more embarrassing because I have to be very clear about it. I have mm -hmm. to be like, actually, this is what I need and I can't do this today and I need you to be gentle with me. And those are all things that I was not trained as a child to ask for. Mm -hmm. um, and I think because my mom has always had very regular periods, she just, that I don't think you can understand it if you don't have it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, that's actually one of the main things I do remember in high school is like the one person I talked to about it was like, that's not how it works. And I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then it's just like, shut down. Yes. Yeah. That's, it's embarrassing. Cause I think everybody, when you, when you're in high school and you're talking about that kind of pain, everyone's like, oh my God, you wuss. Like mm -hmm. we're all going through it. And like, we all know how it feels. And it's like that finding, finding out that it was endometriosis was actually such a relief. Yeah. Uh, well, that brings us to um, m one of my two questions I always ask. Uh, what is your menstruation product of choice? Uh, like what, tampons? Yeah, like tampons or pads or things. Or... Um, when I was in Amsterdam, I used um, the little cups. Oh, like the Diva cups? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I liked those, but because I was performing every night, just I couldn't trust them all away. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I was always worried that I had put them in wrong mm -hmm. or that they were, like, rotating. Um, and so I found them cool and comfortable, mm -hmm. but just it was always worried they were going to leak. Um, I like, you know what, that that <laughs> the little tiny black box of tampons, and they're all different colors. I don't even know what they're <laughs> called, but they truly, they look like club candy. <laughs> and I love them because they're so small. Is it no applicator? I use an applicator. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because I, I was wondering if it was OB, but... It, it might be OB. Oh, yeah? Might, yeah. <clears throat> I do think they actually do have them with applicator, but they do both. I like... I like... I know that it's very wasteful, but I like the applicator because it's... The, I don't want to... The last thing I want to do is shove my finger inside myself when mm -hmm. I'm already pissed. Um, and the, the cotton just, like, it doesn't... It doesn't feel nice to put that in for me. Mm -hmm. It's too rough. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I use applicator too. I've like wanted to start doing no applicator because I have no environment and stuff. But people are coming up with sustainable ways to have applicators too lately. I would love. I would love it if they just had like one like metal applicator. That you just pop a tampon in. There is. It just came out. Um, I'll have to find it and I'll send it to you. But I, I would someone love just that. sent me an article that it was like a reusable applicator. That's nice as hell. Yeah. Um, and then finally, what advice do you wish someone had given you when you were first going through it? Or what would you say to people who are, are starting to menstruate? Um, get a heating pad. Um, th that's huge. <laughs> get a heating pad. And also if you, uh, there's no shame in finding out you don't have it. So if your period is hurting you in any way, it's better to just check with a doctor because then you can start doing things. Then you can figure out what works for you if you have endometriosis. And you can rest assured that that you don't have it if you don't have it. That, I guess, is that's the way I'd put it. Cool. Thank you, Emily. Absolutely. Thank you. And now, a period story break. Cramps suck. And sometimes period pain is straight up debilitating. Desmenorrhea is the medical term for menstrual cramps in case anyone wants a word that might make people take cramps more seriously. But taking them seriously is what some workplaces are doing by offering a menstrual leave policy. In fact, Japan has offered menstrual leave policies since 1947. Other countries such as South Korea and Taiwan also have menstrual leave policies in place. 
The idea of a policy for time off due to periods has come under some fire for making it seem like women are weaker and possibly promoting discrimination and lower pay. But come on, if men menstruated, we know this wouldn't be an issue. The companies that have period policies in place haven't seen a detriment. And if anything, most women don't even take advantage, especially when they're in male-dominated workplaces. For now, we'll take the period leave policies where we can get them. But seriously, let's get them everywhere. Am I right? And now, back to some guest period stories. My name is Ashley Hairston, and I got my period the summer of seventh grade. Um, I was a late bloomer, <laughs> I guess you could say. Um, a lot of my friends all had already gotten their period. So I always felt like I was like the last one. Um, my best friends, I remember, was Adrian Trefts and Brittany Davis. <laughs> and they both got their periods. One got their period in fourth grade, I'll never forget. The other got her period in fifth grade. And I remember specifically in elementary school, them like coming to school and being like, I got my period. And I was like, already? <laughs> like, I couldn't believe that they had already gotten their periods, like, so young. We still had, like, recess and, like, you know, um, making, like, arts and crafts and, like, stuff like that. It just felt, like, so young. And I remember them, like, having to wear pads and, like, going through, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, I have no idea about that world. Um, and then I went to middle school, and then everyone's still getting their periods. <laughs> All my new middle school friends, you know, are going through sixth grade, getting their periods. And I was like, I just don't know about this life. What is this womanhood? Um, and I remember talking to my sister about it. And I have a lot of, like cousins like female cousins and they were all like rooting for me to like come you know come to the other side of this womanhoodness <laughs> get your period and like experience new life <laughs> um and they would always ask too they'd be like did you get your period yet they'd like pull me aside at like family stuff and they'd be like did you get it yet <laughs> and I'm like no I haven't gotten my period why is everyone asking you know and um, and by that time, I had a new best friend, and her name was Katie, and she also had her period, like, very early, and she was, like, very uh, mature as, like, a young girl. Like, we, she was always, like, my, you know, my cousins would call it fast. Like, <laughs> she was always, like, ahead of everyone else, and... I got my period summer summer of seventh grade. I remember it was like a whole big deal. My cousin, um, who's like my favorite cousin, she was like almost like a mom to me. She took me to get my ears pierced afterwards. She was like, here it is. This is the moment. <laughs> She's like, let's do something to, you know, celebrate this. So she took me to get my ears pierced. Um, and I was like feeling like a whole brand new woman. And then the moment came where it was now like, I have to maintain this <laughs> period. Um, so I started wearing pads and I always remember thinking that they were like disgusting. I was a very curious child. Um, and so when I was younger and hadn't had my period, this is a very gross story, but when my sister got her period, she's four years older than me, me and one of my friends went through the garbage can <laughs> and we fat, we pulled out one of her pads and <laughs> this is like, we had no idea what we were doing, but we were like, this is gross and fun and like cool. So we took her period, uh, her pad out of the trash can. I remember like opening up, dissecting it. We ripped, we like cut open the like lining of the pad and like we're like dissecting the like material inside, like the cotton or whatever that stuff is inside. And just being, we like had gloves, we had masks on that we had made. And we were like, ew, what is this? Look how brown it is. And why is it? <laughs> so I was like, pads are gross. So one of my friends, the fast friend, she was like, oh, you can't wear pads. You have to wear tampons. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I can't do tampons. Like, put something inside of you. Like, that seems 
uh, painful. And so she was like, no, you have to do it. You can't wear pads. Everyone's doing tampons. It's so much easier. There's no mess. You won't have like, you know, leakage and all that stuff. And I was like, all right, fine, I guess. I was like, but I don't know. And I don't even know what's going on like down there. (laughs) So I remember specifically her coming to my house and us going into the bathroom. Mind you, I'm a gross child. Um, And we sat down in the bathroom on the floor and she like sat with her legs spread open. (laughs) And she was like, I'll just show you. I'll show you how to like do it, how to, where to put it. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I don't think I have like even a hole down there. Where is it? And she's like, of course you have a hole. I'll show you. <laughs> like, just sit down. So we sat in the bathroom on the floor and my our bathroom like shower has, you know, like the sliding door. One was a mirror. So imagine like two little girls, seventh grade, with their legs spread (laughs) in the mirror, and she's got a tampon, and she's, like, pulling aside her, like, lips, and she's like, and then you just insert right in there. (laughs) Not on me. She was doing it on herself. She's like, all right, now you try, and I remember trying and, like, getting it in halfway and then just, like, getting up and being like, this does not feel right at all. <laughs> um, it feels terrible, actually. Um, and so I just sort of wore pads for the rest of the time. So I was like, I don't think this is right. I don't even know where my hole is or where things are coming in, let alone put something in this hole. <laughs> and so I just continued to wear pads. And then finally, later on in uh, high school, I started to get used to like wearing tampons and like, I still like pads, you know, these days. My sister, who's four years older than me, she wears pads too. And she, I'm like, you've got to get into tampons. This is crazy. You can't be this grown woman wearing pads. But also, I kind of like them. Pads are comfortable. They kind of feel like a nice warm diaper. (laughs) Who doesn't love that? But uh, yeah, so, but I switch. Yeah, tampons love those. I hate wearing them though. They don't, they, they're not comfortable to me. I would prefer to wear pads. Oh, also, uh, I've started doing, um, period, uh, panties, but we can get more into that later. Anyways, uh, and that's my story, period. Thank you, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) Almost forgot that last line. I was like, what is it? Oh, God. Uh, Yeah, it's always like the bookends on that. Yeah. But um, uh, thank you you for being so open. Oh, sure. Um, I I think my favorite thing and the first thing I want to talk about is this idea of you going through the trash. Oh, my God. I know. Is that TMI? No, it's fantastic. Okay. Um, uh, That's going to be like so loud, my my voice. Um, I just love it so much. The so, how old were you when you did that? Um, so that was yeah, that was like middle school. That was like probably fifth or sixth grade. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. and you cut it. I was up. with and my so, friend Brittany. So mm-hmm. you made a mask. Yeah, we made masks out of like towels, and we just like put like I don't know if it was like a headband or something to attach the towel over our mouth and nose, so that this sm- <laughs> we were like. God. Did you tell your sister that you, you did this? We didn't tell her till way later. Yeah. I told her, I remember telling her, like, as adults, and she was like, you are disgusting. That is crazy. But she knew I was, like, a explorer, a mm-hmm. explorer child. Do, do you remember, like, what you were hoping to, like, figure out by yeah. doing that? I remember just being curious, just curious about what is inside of a pad, like, what comes out and how does it look. And we knew, like, we, like, had no idea what to really expect. Um, But, yeah, it was more just, like, the discovery, like, trying to see what comes out. We thought it was, like, we were, like, comparing it to, like, a diaper. So we were just, like, Mm -hmm. what's going to be in here? We don't know. But I remember digging and just being, like, unwrapping it and, like, seeing it for the first time. And it was just, like, whoa, what is going on? Yeah. And so how many sisters do you have? I'm the youngest of five. I have two older sisters. Okay. Yeah. But me and my sister are four years. We're 
like four years apart, so we're like closer in age. And and then my oldest sister is way older, so she was like already gone by the time I was, you know, okay. yeah, like dealing with all this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. And is your mom like was she around too? Or? Yeah, yeah, she was around, but like she never talked to me about periods. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> she she did not talk to me about like any of that stuff. So I had no idea. But everything that I did know, you know, was, like, coming from cousins and, Mm -hmm. like, you know, but even they didn't go into detail about what was going on or, like. They just wanted to know if it was happening. Yeah, they just wanted (laughs) to know if it happened yet, (laughs) if I've arrived. Uh, And then, like, uh, so you're not the only person that's had a friend help them with the tampon situation. Oh, great, okay. (laughs) I'm always so intrigued because I'm like, man, I wish I was that open and, like, Uh that person back then. Um, (laughs) Uh, do you still talk to your friend that helped you out? Um, not really. I we're friends on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she. Yeah, we kind of uh, lost connection when mm-hmm. I moved away for college. Yeah, but you have that like. But I'll, that moment of adolescence with her forever. Oh, absolutely. Ever. Yeah. Do you think she? Do you think you're the only one she's helped? Oh, doubt it. No. <laughs> absolutely think she's probably helped numerous people. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 Like I referenced that when I was talking to my sister about it, I was like, I'll never forget Katie sitting me down and showing me exactly, you know, where tampons go. She's like, I just don't feel comfortable. They don't, she's like, I don't want anything up there. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, you, you got to wear what is comfortable to yeah, you. Yeah, I can't stand tampons, really. I mean, they're great for, like, convenience and mm-hmm. just, you know, but they, now, even more so now, it just feels like pressure and it feels like, a plug that's just, like, there and just Hmm. so uncomfortable to me. Yeah, so you still, you, you like, physically feel it when it's inside. I, yeah, I don't Hmm. like them. I I, wish we didn't have, I wish I could just free flow. Yeah, don't we all? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm like, some days I'm like, uh. Um, But that's, so, because, like, the first time you put it in, it was, like, half in, half out kind of thing. And, like, definitely you can feel it then. But usually I don't feel it when it's all the way in. Yeah. Maybe I'm still doing it wrong. No, 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 no. (laughs) Just kidding. No. No. (laughs) I guess it just feels like, because, you know, cramps already, Mm -hmm. feel bloated already. And then just having that in there also feels like uh, extra just pressure. Do you get, like, bad cramps and stuff? Um. Not so much anymore. I used to when I was on birth control. <laughs> when you're on birth control, yeah, it was weird. I yeah. would like get worse periods, worse cramps. Oh, I no, know. Oh, no, fuck that. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Which um, um, birth control so were you on? Um, oh gosh, it's a long ago. Okay, if you don't know, yeah, uh, it's fine. Low estrogen, but it was the uh, pill. Yeah, the pill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ortho-low. Ortho-tricyclinum? Yes. Ortho-tricyclinum. There you go. See, I loved ortho-tricyclinum. You did? Mm -hmm. See, I, yeah, that did weird things to me. Yeah, I mean, you got, I mean, it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah, the body. Yeah. I felt like I gained weight. I got more depressed. Oh, my gosh. I know. And worse periods and worse cramps. No, yeah, so get off that. So you're not (laughs) on any birth control Mm -hmm. now. You're just, okay. Yeah. Now I'm just alone. <laughs> Alone and sad. No. <laughs> For perioding in my bed. Alone. Oh, man. <laughs> Sometimes it's easier. It is. Yeah. So stress free. Yeah. Stress free. But um, alone. You don't have to worry about bleeding on anyone else. You can yeah. Be yeah. Um, <laughs> on bed. Um, <clears throat> what was I going to say? <laughs> Oh, is it, are you, like, pretty regular, too? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Pretty regular every, yeah. It doesn't, and also, yeah, now they don't last long. When I was on birth control, oh. they lasted longer. So interesting. I know. Um, my periods now are, like, one full day. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a maybe spotting, you know, come down day. Um, uh, and then... Yeah, and then it's done. It's like three days total, maybe. Amazing. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Oh, I also love that you got your ears pierced. That was the oh, other yeah. thing. I was like, that's a cool gift. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice. It was like, yeah, I am a cool woman girl now. <laughs> Getting my ears pierced. Going to go back to school, tell all my friends. Mm-hmm. 
Got my ears pierced and my period. So you were like the very last of your friends. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think well, I got mine in like sixth grade. So mm-hmm. I was kind of, I guess, I don't know anyone really that got it fourth, fifth grade. I feel like that's really early fourth grade. I think so. I thought so too. Yeah. That's so, I can't like, you're still a child. Yeah. Well, even, even like monitor it though. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. But even monitoring it, I'm like, I feel like now some days I'm like, wait, I got it? What is this? Uh, For sure. Like, I can't imagine having kids, like, my daughters being like, Mm -hmm. did you make sure to, Yeah. I don't, that just, that, like, freaks Uh, me out. There's still time. There's still time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, uh, it is a, it's a discussion well, thankfully now there's like so many more people talking about it. Yes, it's like all over, so it's not yeah. um, it's not so under wraps. But yeah, yeah, um, there is that thing of you know trying to discuss it in a way that's mm-hmm. like um, it's a, a thing your body does. Yes, and, you exactly. Know, everyone, which lot, well, not everyone, but a lot of people go through it. So right, yeah. Which I think that was like the conversation my mom did not want to have. Like mm-hmm. she was also the type we did. Like she didn't talk to me about sex either, and so I'm like. And then I just recently had the conversation with her, not brought up by her or, like, me. It was, like, her friends mm-hmm. talking about it. And I just happened to be with her. And I discovered, she said, to, she was like, well, my mom never talked to us about sex or periods or anything. Mm-hmm. She was like, nothing. I didn't know anything. She got mar- She got engaged at 19, married at 20. She said that, um, like, she did not know what to that she was supposed to be having supposed to, uh, which is what you know they were taught. She was supposed to have sex on her wedding night. Like she didn't even know any of that. Like she didn't know what was about to happen. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! I know. And I was like, Mom, that's terrible. Yeah. And so she, the same way she dealt with it, the same way with us, where she just like off topic or off the you know. She didn't want to even address anything like that. So I just learned from, like, my cousins and Mm -hmm. friends, and which is not great, but, you know. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) a... I mean, it's always... I mean, um, it's always an interesting generational thing. Like, some moms... Or some parents, just in general, like go the opposite way, where yeah. they like try to be more open, and then yes. other people are like, "Well, this is what I know, so yeah. this is what you know." I'm gonna be the opposite for sure. Yeah, yeah, like there's no point in holding. Like you gotta. No, it's and better it's, for them to learn from a source you that know, they trust, that because they trust, like especially yeah. you know, there's just so much information out there, and and with adolescence too, you're getting mm-hmm. you're you're getting fed so much from your peers yes. who also have no idea. Exactly. No idea. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> like, you know, trying to, I don't know, instill information. It's hard. Yeah. Parenting is hard. I am, yeah, I... But, yeah. <laughs> but now you can talk with your mom about it. Yes. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did your sisters have the same experience with mm-hmm. your mom? Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yep, I talked to her about that too. I was like, "Yeah, I just discovered that mom like had no idea what was happening on her wedding night." She was like, "That is awful," but she didn't talk to her either. Like, I know we had to just go out and explore on our own, yeah, <laughs> which was very fun. But also, like, I would have loved for her to be a part of that conversation. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also grew up very religious, so. Like, that probably was a part of it as well, mm-hmm. which I don't agree with that either. Like, you know, yeah, you've no, no. got to talk about this kind of stuff because they're going to be happening. Mm-hmm. My first time, like, telling my parents that I had sex was at church. <laughs> what? Yeah. I Well, and it was, uh, like, every year, you know, you have to do, like, communion or whatever. So it was, like... For, like, the new year, we mm-hmm. had, like, a communion service or whatever. And that was also, like, uh, the part where you go and, like, do repenting and stuff. You know, like, Catholics have to, like, repent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They can repent all the time. And our, ours was, like, Christian, um, like, Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. And um, so our repenting happened, like, on New Year's night <laughs> to repent for all your sins for the whole year. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> And so I had to go, and my dad's a pastor, so I had to go oh and tell, repent about my sexcapades. <laughs> Do 
to your dad? To my dad. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. It was awful. <laughs> and I imagine he, but my dad's a, also a psychologist, and so he was, like, totally just calm and normal and fine about it. Like, you know, he was like, and so tell me about how this led, how you, like, how this happened and what you know, what motivated you to make this choice? <laughs> it was very bizarre. <laughs> it was very bizarre. I can't, I can't even I know. imagine. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah. Um, well, uh, <laughs> well, there's no good way to segue after that. Um, <laughs> Uh, so your your menstruation product of choice yes. you're saying is pads. Oh yeah. Did you mention the um, underwear too? Pa- yeah. So those are interesting. I I yeah I tried. I got the um, period panties. Mm-hmm. Not like the Thinks or whatever. I got like some knockoff brand on Amazon, mm-hmm. and I think I got the wrong kind because they. The padding like go starts for some reason it starts in the middle of the crotch area and goes up the back and there's no like uh material in the front. That's dumb. I know. So I think I got like the worst, cheapest brand. Mm-hmm. But um so I just wear them backwards because I sleep I wear them to bed mm-hmm. <laughs> and I sleep on my stomach. Mm-hmm. So like when I tried, yeah, I was like, yeah. this makes no sense at all because it just yeah. went all the way through the whole front. And I was like, this is awful. It's garbage. Um, but then I started wearing them backwards. So I just put the panties on backwards and, like, and then it cut, like, catches everything. Um, and it's fine. But even those are weird because, had like, keeping them, cl- like, washing them is annoying, mm-hmm. you know, afterwards. Yeah, because I hear you can't dry them. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're, like, still stained, and so it's mm-hmm. just gross-looking. Every time you put them on, you're like, I know they're clean. Right. But it's just, like, putting on these ugly-looking yeah. panty things. Yeah. I get make you the, feel clean. Like, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, exactly. But I get the idea, and I love the idea, but I don't know that it's there yet, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I just wear... I wear tampons, usually wear pads to bed at mm-hmm. night, and then wear the panties to bed. Um, any particular brands or anything? That you put? Um, yeah, I do just the regular Tampax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Tampax Compacts. Mm-hmm. They're so little. <laughs> yeah, they're so mm-hmm. little. I only get the little ones. Regular mm-hmm. is fine. And I just, yeah. Yeah. I, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> My wor- The worst feeling is, like, wearing a tampon when you're not even, like, on a heavy flow. It's like I a know. light flow. And you're pulling it out, and it's literally just, like, ripping from the sides of your vag walls. Because mm-hmm. it's so dry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. I hate it. Aww. The worst is a, pe- a period poop. Oh, yeah. Like, pooping with... If I'm pooping... I have to take my tampon out. Same. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, because it's like kind of the same pushing maneuver. Uh-huh. And that's what, um, with the Diva Cup that I've heard. Oh, Diva um, Cup. That they haven't s- tried it. Yeah. yeah, but that's the maneuver to get it out that I've heard is you kind of push. push. Yeah. Yeah. You Have you tried those? So I bought one. I haven't put it in yet. Oh, great. Um, I, like, played with it one day. I, my period was, like, super, super low. Uh-huh. And I, so I played with it, but I was like, I'm just going to wait. Um, but I should... I have it. That's another uh, discovery m- moment that <laughs> I yeah. have to have. Well, because like you let have me know to... if you need a buddy <laughs> to help you. Let me just hold the mirror up for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's like you have to double fold it. Okay. So yeah, so I think there's a trial and error period, and then it's just gonna explode in there to open up. Yeah, you open it bloom. up. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of have to, as far as I know, squeeze it again and push, and then it comes out. Squeeze at the bottom. Squeeze the, yeah, because it's the cup. You pinch. squeeze the top of the cup. Yeah, you pinch yeah. it. Yeah, pinch it and pull out. Mm-hmm. And it stays in there, all the blood. That's what I've heard, yeah. Wow. Or maybe it's no just spills. like dumps in, Yeah, it dumps right into the toilet. And then rinse it out and then, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Um, and then lastly. Amazing. <laughs> we're Amazing. like, wow. Let's <laughs> just sit and contemplate. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, um, mm-hmm. uh, 
anything that you wish you had been told, like when you're going through it, or that you want to part like impart on those people going through it now, like starting to go through it, starting to go through their period phase, uh, getting Just in their general, period, yeah. <clears throat> or like for their future and periods. Yeah, or yeah. Um, I guess I would say you know, with me for me personally, I. I'm still discovering, like, my body and my emotions and realizing that, uh, you know, emotions are affected and your mental state is affected during this process. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a beautiful process, but we could also, like, think of it as this awful, terrible experience and then also gain shame from it and, like, you know, get really hard on ourselves Throughout the process, and I, it happens to me every time, and I'm like, why am I in such an awful, cranky, terrible mood, mm-hmm. like darkness? And I'm like, good God, I think I'm going through like a huge depressive phase, and then I realize it's literally, oh, my period is coming, <laughs> and like, that's all it is. I'm mm-hmm. not like an insane monster who can't stop eating ice cream and salt and vinegar chips <laughs> and chocolate. Am I losing my mind? And then I'm like, oh, no, Mm -hmm. that's literally all. There's so many things that come with it, you know, and no one told me about that really Mm -hmm. um, growing up. And so just realizing that this is your body, it's a beautiful thing that it does. It does come with, you know, these uh, emotions and feelings and highs and lows and just to embrace them and allow them to happen and just kind of, you know, don't get hard on yourself just allow your body and, and yourself to go through it and just realize that you're going to be great yeah. again after. <laughs> no, it's true. It's yeah. true. It, it, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'll just <laughs> leave it at that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ashley. Thanks, Dad. Thanks for listening. This episode of That's My Story Period features stories from Ashley Hairston, who you can find online at Ashley Crystal. That's A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H-C-R-Y-S-T-A-L. And Emily Fightmaster, who you can find online at genderless underscore gap underscore ad. That's My Story Period is edited by Veronica Gruba and hosted by Campfire Media. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to get in touch with the show, email periodpodcaststories at gmail.com.